0: Aloha. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Have you heard a little bit about CBD? Now, this is a type of product that some people have some strong thoughts about, but it is not the same as medical marijuana. Now, we've talked about marijuana before here on the show, and we've talked about some of the medical utility of this for certain conditions, but today we're going to talk about something a little different. Today, we have Steve Sakala here, and he is going to be talking about Artisan Botanicals. Mana is the name of the group, and he's the founder and CEO, and he's created an over-the-counter version of CBD oil, which is based on hemp. And he's going to explain a little bit more about what the difference is and educate me on how this product could be helpful for folks, particularly those who are a little concerned about having some other type of federal restrictions on per products or medications, shall we call it and want to make sure that they're able to explore all their options to treat the various conditions for which this has been considered appropriate, including chronic pain, nausea, anorexia, some of the symptoms that people may have with particular, in particular the first area of medical marijuana approval was really for cancer patients, but there are a variety of other conditions. In fact, FDA has recently approved one of the first over the actually prescription products using marijuana for seizures. So a lot of different medical conditions which can benefit. And today we're going to hear some more about how hemp fits into the entire program of what we can do to help people with some of their chronic conditions. So thank you for joining me today on the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, I'll be honest, and and this is sort of me reflecting my nerdy nerdiness and nerdy behavior i've I've never like smoked a cigarette. I would not even know how and i'm I'm not planning on learning I'm gonna just hold off on that plan but uh but you know when I think about things like you know marijuana or cannabis there's there's a lot of uh preconceived notions that people have about it. You've been in the industry for a while. Tell me a little bit about your background and how you got to the point where you are now trying to help people with the product that you're developing using hemp.
1: Yeah, good question. So I, I became a hemp advocate at a very young age. Uh, basically, it was through my environmental awareness that I decided that I really wanted to see how hemp could solve so many of our environmental challenges. And through that uh, discovery process, realized that there were so many medical benefits to, to cannabis and so uh, that began my began my journey of becoming a cannabis activist and uh worked on the 1992 and then again on the 1996 uh marijuana initiative in California 96 it passed and that opened up the doors to really um apply the the well-known facts uh that this helped with so many different things and so that uh for me was the starting point and uh it's been a a journey since and certainly now really focused on CBD. Uh, about eight years ago, I was introduced to a high CBD strain. At that point, it was uh, a ratio between THC and CBD. But as soon as I started experimenting with the benefits of that, both with my family members and, and those close to me, the the effects when the CBD was in there versus just THC were dramatically different. And so I started looking deeper into that, doing my research. And uh, really, things changed overnight when Sanjay Gupta did his uh, first weed special and introduced kind of the world, so to speak, to CBD and what it could do for a variety of health conditions. Specifically, he highlighted epilepsy. And uh, so I've been working with CBD hemp now for uh, uh, about five years.
0: Now, you've used a couple of acronyms there. What is CBD and what is THC?
1: All right. So CBD stands for cannabidiol. It's the non-psychoactive cannabinoid in cannabis. THC is tetrahydrocannabinol, which is the psychoactive cannabinoid in cannabis. Now, those are just two out of what some report as to be as many as 100 cannabinoids. There's probably 10 major cannabinoids. Uh, THC and CBD are the two most numerous.
0: And when you talk cannabinoids, you're talking something that is a product of a plant.
1: Correct. So we we would consider that a phytocannabinoid, um, a cannabinoid derived from plants. We produce some of our own endocannabinoids, and those uh, affect the endocannabinoid system in the human body.
0: So you mean in your body, you can produce these all on your own, the endocannabinoids. But when we talk phytocannabinoids, we're talking that's, that's the plant group.
1: Correct. So the theory goes is that uh, we either have had cannabis in our history uh, in our human development for hundreds if not thousands of years. And we know that cannabis was found in, uh, in, in tombs in China over 4,000 uh, years old. So it's been a part of our evolution. What we don't know exactly is have we ever produced enough of our own endocannabinoids or have we always supplemented with the phytocannabinoids? Uh, I don't know that we'll ever know that answer. But what we do know is that since prohibition, there's been um, health challenges that are unique to our time and age um, uh, since the Industrial Revolution, basically. And so by reinserting cannabinoids, uh, specifically phytocannabinoids, we're seeing a m- major health benefits.
0: Now, it's not certainly not the only sort of medicinal product that comes from a plant, you know, aspirin comes from the, the bark of a park. tree, right. and you know digoxin, which is this medication that is used for heart conditions, comes from like the foxglove plant. Right. So there's a lot of different areas where we have developed medications that come from something we've discovered in nature. In Absolutely. Fact. Some of the first chemotherapy agents have been developed from from plants, and so there's there's these theories that I, I totally think yeah, definitely. Uh, would love to explore more, which are the fact that in untouched areas of the Amazon, we may find the cure for certain medical conditions that we just haven't discovered because, you know, untouched areas. And also there may be some other plant and or other substances out there that are as yet undiscovered that could be medicinally beneficial to humans. So we know that plants are a source of wonderful different types of treatments. Now, when we're talking about the hemp plant, and we're talking about what other people may consider to be a marijuana plant, are those two plants the same? Yes. So when you say that you're growing hemp, Mm -hmm. or you're saying that you're growing marijuana, are you growing the same thing?
1: Uh, Yes. Essentially, they are both in the cannabis family. Uh, Hemp is a man-made designation, and it relates to the levels of THC in that plant. So is it a different seed? uh, It is not a different seed. I mean, all all seeds are different when it comes to the cannabis family. You can come with many different types of genetics. Just like there's different types of corn varieties, there are different types of cannabis varieties. Hemp um, also within that genre has many different varieties. The CBD variety of hemp is going to be different than a fiber variety or a seed variety that you go for food, hemp foods. So um, we have focused our medicinal hemp varieties um, to be high in CBD
0: and when you mentioned that you were initially inspired by the environmental potential was that because of some of those other potential environmental benefits you mentioned fiber you mentioned food related
1: absolutely uh, in fact i became a, a, i remember the moment i really truly became an environmentalist i was sitting in a, a in a geology class and we were watching a video of the large tracts of the amazon burning uh, mostly for agriculture use and uh I realized that, you know what, there's something here not quite adding up that we as humans need to be on a different track. And uh and so yes, it was for fiber, it was you know, Hearst played a major role in, in getting cannabis um prohibited and of course he was a media mogul. Um there was theories around paper and pharmaceutical use. So there was many different aspects that I believe and, and it's now well documented why hemp and cannabis were prohibited. Many of those were environmental, the logging industry and paper industry included.
0: So now we're looking at it and saying, hey, there's a medicinal value. There are reasons why we should take a look at this. And here are some things that might be overlooked because previously it was prohibited to even be looked at before. So you're looking more at the CBD aspect of these potential phytocannabinoids as opposed to the THC. So your particular version of growing a hemp plant would have that decreased amount of the psychoactive and it would have a greater amount of the cbd so when we're looking at The medicinal value, you know, we've talked a little bit about epilepsy is one of the first Mm -hmm. initial conditions. I know that it's been used for intractable nausea for people who have, you know, chemotherapy related issues. It's been used in patients who have HIV, who have AIDS defining illnesses, who have difficulties with appetite. We're now looking at it and it is currently approved in the state of Hawaii for medicinal use for medical marijuana for things like chronic pain and for other conditions that might be associated with that. So we know that there are some medical applications to it. Is it an accurate statement to say that the medical applications could not just be for medical marijuana, which may have a greater THC component, could they also be applied for CBD?
1: Absolutely. In fact, what the science would show is that um, THC has, in fact, a, a more limited use medicinally than CBD. If you look at CBD and the list of its medicinal benefits, it's a much longer list than THC. Um, in fact, I would say a majority of the health benefits from cannabis come from CBD or the other cannabinoids and not THC itself.
0: So are there other medical conditions that I should add to that list?
1: Yes. Yeah, so you mentioned some of the more serious conditions that people are using cannabis for. Um, in CBD, we're looking at things like sleeplessness. Uh, over 70 million Americans are using a uh, sleep medication, many of them with side effects. So cannabis offers a natural, organic, in this case, alternative, Uh, for sleeplessness. Uh, Anxiety. We see more and more people in our society challenged with anxiety uh, challenges. And uh, CBD offers an alternative for that. Uh, and, And the list goes on and on. Inflammation, anxiety, and sleeplessness are probably three of the major categories that we talk about when we talk about CBD.
0: All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. I'm here with Steve Sakala, and he is of Mana Artisan Botanicals. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what are the other benefits of CBD, and is this product something different than what you might get at a dispensary, and where can you find it if you have some of the conditions that we're talking about, whether it be some of the major conditions that I've mentioned, or some of the things that he's mentioned with the sleeplessness, anxiety, inflammation. Boy, all those things occur to me every morning when I get in traffic, I'll tell you. So, although I hope I'm not falling asleep at the wheel, but we'll be right back after this quick break and we're going to talk some more about it.
1: Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to the St. Andrews Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool.
0: Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. I'm here with Steve Sakala from Mana Artisan Botanicals. And we're talking about CBD oil. This is something that may not be on the radar of a lot of folks because they might have thought that this is the same thing as medical marijuana. And it's not. And I'm learning a whole bunch about how it's different. So right before the break, we talked about some of the conditions for which it may be seen to be helpful. When we talk about the general standard perception of using anything related to hemp or marijuana, people have a lot of preconceived notions about potential side effects. Are most of those side effects related to the psychoactive substance part of it, the THC?
1: Yes, exactly. In fact, uh, the WHO, the World Health Organization, came out with a two-year study uh, last November saying that after they, they had looked at CBD extensively, they could not find any side effects from using CBD. So we have the World Health Organization really looking at that in depth and coming out saying that this is generally safe for all humans.
0: Now, what is different about the different types of CBD oil? So there's some CBD oil that might have a higher percent of THC. Some may have a lower percent. What, are, what would be, and I guess this is a hard question, what would be the ideal? But when you look at what's available out there now, what are the differences?
1: Yeah. So there's there's some major categories we could break it down to. Um, the one that you mentioned is the difference between the CBD levels and the THC levels. If you walk into a dispensary now, um, a lot of times you can find a one-to-one ratio. So that would be, let's say, 10% CBD and 10% THC. That's a very popular medicinal ratio. Um, or you can get a 20 to one, uh, 20% THC and, a, and less CBD or vice versa. With the hemp, we are looking at um, less than 0.3% THC. So there's no chance of of experiencing any psychoactive effects. It doesn't mean you're not going to feel different by taking CBD. You're highlighting and really um, filling all these endocannabinoid receptors in the body that might not have had their CBDs or cannabinoid receptors um, uh, really activated. And so that's going to bring on a different type of feeling. Some people describe it as euphoric, even with just the CBD. Um, the other category I would say the difference in CBD oils is um, what's, where's the source of the CBD? Is it whole-spectrum extract where it has a little bit of all the different cannabinoids in there, which um, doctors and scientists are calling the entourage effect? Or is it from isolate, which is a pure 99.9% CBD, which um, doesn't necessarily have the same type of medical benefits but is a cheaper way to put CBD into a product? and is water-soluble, which is why a lot of um, products are deciding to go with the isolate. If I I could recommend, and if I was buying a CBD product, I would buy something that has a whole-spectrum extract as opposed to an isolate.
0: And when you mention whole-spectrum, you have alluded to earlier that there's a variety of different cannabinoids, the phytocannabinoids, that could be present in a plant version of this, so that as it's not an extract, it may include some of those other smaller percent different types that may have some benefit that we have yet to truly study.
1: You just nailed it. Exactly. We don't know the benefits of all the phytocannabinoids. And so by going with a whole plant extract or a whole spectrum extract, you're you're increasing your chances of getting that full medicinal benefit, not to mention the terpenes, which are now being proven to have medicinal benefits that are found in cannabis as well. Uh, When you go with an isolate, you, you don't get that potential terpene benefit.
0: Because, you know, when you say, purification and it's purified, people go, oh, purification must mean that it's better. But <laughs> right. in fact, in this case, just isolating one particular phytocannabinoid may limit you from the benefit of the full spectrum, as you mentioned.
1: That's correct. And we talk about the, this on the THC side because, you know, they synthesized uh, THC and made it a pure extract uh, called drabanol or marinol. Most people that I know that have ever tried Marinol said they would never do it again. It's pure THC. It's not balanced out by any of the other cannabinoids like the plant or the body intended. And it produces an uneasy effect in the body that's um, perhaps counterintuitive um, when you think about, oh, yeah, THC, no matter what, is going to have a medicinal benefit. Um, So I think that in this case, the pure isn't necessarily the most medicinal.
0: Well, and I know Marinol was one of the first FDA-approved versions of THC Correct. to be put in a product that is actually specifically used for people who have cancer related right. wasting syndrome or they just have no appetite and they're just not eating. So they, it does have some interesting side effects, yeah. but it's really targeted to a very limited indication for people, maybe because of the fact that there is such a limited spectrum of activity and it doesn't really show any benefits in any other areas.
1: Yeah, it's just not as um, effective uh, for those that know cannabis. If they've taken Marinol or let's say used it orally um, in an oil or or smoked it, um, they seem to enjoy the more balanced effect of those other options besides Marinol.
0: Now, when we talk about CBD oil, how are we talking about acquiring it? So, so your particular company has developed a type that you mentioned earlier has. Less than 0.3% of the THC. Correct. So the reason that you chose that is because although I assume that it's whole spectrum because yes. you, you talked about how that would be beneficial. Indeed. And so this particular product is available. And because it has such a small less than 1%, less than half a 1% version of THC, it actually doesn't require that certification for like a medical marijuana certification card, a blue card, as they would call it.
1: That's exactly right. Um, That's part of the reason we went with a CBD hemp uh, product line is that we really had the opportunity to access so many more um, folks that might need this that didn't have prior access. And so you don't have to go to a doctor. You don't need a prescription. You can go to most of your health food stores now will have a CBD product. Again, you want to evaluate who's growing that, where's it coming from. But the access is now available. Um, Boutiques are carrying it. There's MLMs out there where you know you're probably some of your friends are, are in the business now of selling CBD oils. So there's MLMs, uh, multi-level marketing companies. Okay. So there's a big one out there that um, that a lot of folks are involved with that are bringing access to more people through the through that type of way. Um, you know, you just want to evaluate each product as you as you have access to see if that's something that's going to resonate with you.
0: Well, you mentioned who's growing it and where they're growing it. So, Steve, I assume you're growing it and where are you growing it?
1: Well, so uh, in one of my other companies besides Mana Artisan Botanics, uh, we have a contract with the Hawaii Department of Agriculture, um, and we are looking at the research of the strains that are going to do well in Hawaii. So we're testing strains for CBD. We're also growing fiber and seed varieties to see what other strains will be good for Hawaii farmers. Um, The CBD that I procure for the products I put into the Mana products comes from an organic certified farm in Colorado. And so Colorado was way out in the front um, of this industry when they went legal and developed some of the early CBD strains of hemp.
0: And when you bring it in, it's legal to bring it in. You're bringing in the seeds, you're bringing in the plants, you're bringing in the oil. Yes,
1: yeah, so we're bringing in oil, and then we infuse it into all Hawaiian-based products. So we're making it very Hawaiian, but just because we have, don't have the access to the CBD in Hawaii yet, that we're bringing it in from an outside source.
0: And you mentioned yet.
1: Yeah, so our plan is uh, to have a certified CBD hemp variety here in Hawaii. You know, we're hoping we are going to be there, but there's certain unique challenges to Hawaii day lengths that prove to be interesting for cannabis. So um, we're moving through some of those challenges, but we hope by the end of the year or early next year we'll have a CBD uh, variety approved by the Board of Agriculture.
0: What's the day length issue?
1: So cannabis is used to longer days. Um, There's not a lot of uh, cannabis varieties uh, that are used to short days that we have here in Hawaii. Our longest day is about 13 to 13 and a half, uh hours. And cannabis generally likes f- 16, 17, 15 and a half hours to stay in vegetative state. Otherwise, it wants to go into flower. And so the early varieties we've tested have wanted to go into flower at very young ages.
0: And flower is not what you want?
1: Flower is what you want when it's big enough. Um, but okay. you don't want it when it's only a month old and it's only you know 6 inches or 12 inches tall. You want it within, when it's a full-fledged plant.
0: Do they have that much more daylight in Colorado?
1: They do. Your average, you, as the, you know, because our days don't change as much being close to the equator. Uh, in the northern hemisphere, when you get into the more northern latitudes, 19 and above, um, your days are getting, you know, 16, 17 hours long.
0: All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about different things that I'm learning, as I'm always learning every week, about CBD and how this might be something that, if you ever wanted to consider trying it, you may just have access to it greater than you thought. We'll be right back.
1: Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training, Moyer Financial, and Kaiser Permanente.
0: Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. I'm here with Steve Sakala of Mana Artisan Botanicals, Botanics. And we're talking today about CPT oil. And I'm learning a whole bunch about it. So you have this plant that you have figured out that it grows optimally in Colorado because of longer day lengths, which I have to say, when I grew up, there were times it didn't get dark till like 8.30 p.m. in the Philadelphia area. So, you know, I understand what you mean by longer days. And so this is something that you're currently testing the strains in conjunction with the Hawaii Department of Agriculture to figure out which ones might grow best locally. Correct. Now, you mentioned that you're using it and infusing it in different types of products. Like what?
1: Well, we wanted to highlight Hawaiian agriculture. I'm a diversified farmer, so um, I wanted to really highlight the different um, agriculture products that Hawaii has to offer the world. So we're infusing an organic macadamia oil with turmeric and fresh vanilla from the Big Island and then combining in the CBD Uh, We're infusing an organic lehua honey, one of the world's rarest honeys. Uh, We have two tinctures, which are alcohol extractions. One of those has organic cinnamon in it. The other one has organic uh, passion vine and lilikoi extract for flavor. So there's a myriad of ways to um, get your CBDs with delicious flavors and support local agriculture.
0: Now you're talking about ways in which you would eat it. Everything you mentioned so far makes me hungry.
1: Well, yeah, that's part of the point is that it can be incorporated to your everyday um, diet. Um, We very much view it as a nutritional supplement. Um, We also have some topicals. We have a topical salve that's good for, you know, scrapes, burns, bruises, um, more serious skin conditions like eczema, psoriasis, arthritis, carpal tunnel, things like that.
0: Well, and that would get to the anti-inflammatory portion. Does it also have some antibacterial effect?
1: Uh, well, in the honey, it probably would. Um, some of those other uh, benefits, I think, are less noted, but have potential and certainly need more more science and more data behind it. But um, again, CBD's list of benefits are incredibly long.
0: So is it going to have the other, uh, the other thing that I always think is <laughs> it's a concern of mine. It may not be a concern of other people, but I don't need anything else to make me hungry, Steve. Uh, I'm hungry now. So am I going to have some sort of CBD oil and then say, I just keep craving and I want more and more? Is it going to send me like snacking in the middle of the night?
1: So interestingly enough, the appetite stimulation is mostly rated to THC. And they're also finding that some of the appetite stimulation um, comes from some of the terpenes. So one hemp variety, just like a different THC variety, is going to have different effects. In general, we don't see that with CBD, though. Um, In fact, because the endocannabinoid system in the human body is responsible for the balance of the human body, the homeostasis, in fact, sometimes we see cholesterol levels balance out, blood pressure levels. Another thing we see uh, balance out is insulin production. And so some of our clients report less um, food cravings in between meals, less sugar cravings. Uh, So there's some real benefits that could be subtle and that people might not normally associate with CBD but are absolutely um, a possibility.
0: So you're not going to get the munchies.
1: Not necessarily. Unlikely. Unlikely.
0: You might actually get the balance of no munchies, and you're not craving all these different sorts of foods. So what are some of the myths that you have encountered when mentioning about CBD oil and your particular product? What are some of the the misconceived notions that people may have that you've had to sort of explain about the reality?
1: Well, I think... As anybody in the cannabis industry is experiencing, we're still working against seventy years of prohibition and the and the lies told um, around reefer madness and and the stigma that comes with that. Interestingly enough, that's a, a lot of that comes from the older generation. Um, what's interesting about that is, a, I would say, a majority um, of our tar, target clients are over sixty, and mainly because they're on multiple pharmaceuticals, uh, and so in that age range. We're seeing incredible benefits uh, with CBD and folks are realizing that there's these long-term side effects of some of these other Western prescribed pharmaceuticals that they'd like to avoid by using a more natural medicine.
0: Well, and you don't have to – I mean, I'm with you on that. I've always thought alcohol is much more dangerous than any of the other types of even THC-related products. I mean, it's rare that you see someone ever in a situation overdose on even medical marijuana or certainly on CBD oil. And yet you see a lot of people who get into all sorts of trouble with alcohol. So when you compare those two, you know, we had prohibition for that as well. And that, that was reversed and or repealed. But we have to take a look at some of these other sort of natural, organic ways to address some of the symptoms. Now, you know, there's a huge opioid crisis. Yeah. And there was just a report that came out in the Journal of the American Medical Association, and it looked at opioid prescribing in states that have legalized medical marijuana right. and saw a variance between 5 to up to 10% decrease in the opioid prescription for Medicaid patients. Correct. They were looking at this particular population because they have uh, easy, easy ways to get drug statistics because- right. It's all federally and state-funded, so they looked at all those prescriptions and went, you know, everybody thought that maybe if we had the very, if we had the option for people to use other sorts of pain relief than opioids, and if medical marijuana was approved in those states, maybe in fact we would see that reduction. And in fact, we the did. studies have shown, yes, absolutely, we have.
1: That's right. CBD has been shown to be an interu- uh, addiction interrupter as well as an alternative for pain um, pain alleviation the anti-inflammation effect, as well as an analgesic. Of course, that's where THC does play a role. It has a major role in the analgesic effect of of cannabis. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but Sanjay Gupta did his fourth uh, CNN special on cannabis, and it was on opioid, the opioid crisis. And so that was some really great information, some great stats. One of my other ventures is I uh, co-founded a nonprofit called Holistic Research and Education Foundation. And we're looking right now to fund a opioid research um, project, maybe with UCLA, and, and seeing how CBD can be an alternative for that.
0: Well, and you mentioned Sanjay Gupta. When it first came out, he was very anti-medical He was completely marijuana. anti. And then he did some research. That's right. And then he said, you know what? I've been wrong.
1: I know. That was a big step. Yeah, It really changed the industry overnight to have someone that was so well-respected, both in the medical field and the political realm, to stand out and say, I was wrong, and I'm going to do four specials now, and explain why I was wrong and, and the potential of this plant for for humans
0: and a lot of props to him for actually coming out and saying, "Yeah, I was wrong, I was educated, and now yeah. I'm going to educate you as well." That's right. So lots of different ways that people can get some more information about it and certainly ways that they can acquire some products if they were to choose to do so. You mentioned that your particular version is available in health food stores and or you don't need a prescription available on a website. So if people wanted more information, Steve, where are they going to get it?
1: Uh, they can go to Uh We have a really great resource section with all kinds of articles as well as uh, deeper descriptions of the endocannabinoid system and CBDs and phytocannabinoids. Uh, Project CBD is another really great educational site.
0: All right. Well, I want to thank you for your expertise with us today on The Body Show. I've learned a lot. I hope my listeners have as well. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on our podcast at hawaiipublicradio.org. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week when we learn some more about health and ways to stay well.